0: Section Thirty Five of Mister Dooley in Peace and in War by Finley P. Dunn This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section Thirty Five on Political Parades. Mister Hennessy, wearing a silver-painted stovepipe hat and a silver cape, and carrying a torch, came in looking much the worse for wear the hat was dented the cape was torn and there were marks on mr hennessy's face what ye been asked mr dooley Marchin', said mr hennessy be the looks of ye ye might have been in the line of march for the parade who's been doing things to ye i had a currency to bake with a man by the name of joyce a townie of mine in the auditorium hotel said mr hennessy when we got as far as the price of wheat in the year of the big wind we pushed each other give me a high glass of beer i'm as dry as a gravel roof well said mr dooley handing over the glass you're an old man and as the good book says an old fool is the worst yet so i'll not try to convince ye of the error of your ways but why any citizen that has things in his head should dress himself up like a sandwich man put a torch on his shoulder and toddle over this blessed town with his poor round feet is more than i can come at with all me intelligence i agree with ye perfectly hennessy that this here is a crisis in our history on one hand is arrayed the shylocks and the patriots and on the other side the patriots and the arnicists the constitution must be upheld, the government must be maintained, the down farmer and working man must get the rights. But do ye think, man alive, that you're going to do this be pourin' lard aisle from your torch down your spine and trippin' over streetcar tracks like a grey horse tryin' to play circus? is the constitution any safer to-night because ye have to have yer leg amputated to get your boot off or because joyce has made yer face look like the back doorstep of a german restaurant Johnny Mac took me down in the afternoon for to see the monstrous parade of the gould men it was a glorious spectacle the streets were crowded with gould bugs and women and policemen and ambulances the procession was miles and miles long Labour and capital marched side-by-side, side, or anyhow labour was in its usual place after the capitalists. It was a noble sight for to see the employer of workin' men marching ahead of his band of sturdy toilers that to rest themselves after the laborious occupations of the week was reelin' under banners that drilled a hole in their stomachs or carrying two before joists to show their allegiance to the national honour a man that has to shovel coke into a dray or shovel lumber out of the hole of a barge or elevate his profession be carryin a hod of mort to the top of a ladder doesn't march with the grace of an antelope be a blamed sight to march well a man's feet have to be mates and if he has two left feet both runnin sideways he ought to have interference boots to keep him from settin fire to his knees when a man walks as if he expected to leave a leg stuck in the street behind him he has the gate proper for half-past six o'clock the evening before pay-day but this is not the prance of an american citizen making a glorious spectacle of himself they were coerced said mr hennessy gloomily don't you believe it replied the philosopher it never requires coercion to get a man to make a monkey of himself in a presidential campaign he does it as easily as ye drink yer liquor and that's too easy. don't ye believe them lads with lumber yards on their necks and barrels on their feet was coerced there wasn't one of them that wouldn't give his week's wages for a chance to show how many times he could thrip over a manhole in a mile no more coerced than ye are when ye run down town an make an ape of yerself. i see ye marching away from finikins with the william j o'briens THE MAN NEXT TO YE HAD A BANNER DECLARING THAT HE WAS NO SLAVE. Twas THE LAD JOHNSON. HE WAS RIGHT. HE IS NO SLAVE, AND HE WON'T BE ONE AS LONG AS PEOPLE HAVE WASHING TO GIVE TO HIS WIFE. THE MAN I SEE YE TAKEN the DRINK WITH HAD A BANNER THAT SAID IF THE MINES WAS OPENED, THE MILLS WOULD BE OPENED TOO. HE MEANT BE THAT, THAT IF MONEY WAS PLENTY ENOUGH FOR HIM TO GET SOME WITHOUT workin', HE'D OPEN A GIN MILL and ye marched after william j o'brien didn't ye well he's a good lad if i didn't think so i wouldn't say it until i got me strength back or could buy a gun but did william j o'brien march not Willie. he was on horseback and hennessy if dollars was made out of babbitt metal and horses was worth sixty-seven cents a drove you couldn't buy a crupper well said mr hennessy Anyhow, I proved me hatred of capital, so ye did," said Mister Dooley. "So ye did, and capital this afternoon showed its hatred of ye. Ye ought to match blisters to see which hates the worst. Capital is at home now with his gams in a tub of hot water, and when he comes down to-morrow to press labour and square his protested notes, he'll have to go on all fours. As for you, Hennessy." If t'will age ye any, ye can hang for a few minutes from the gas fixtures. Did the gold Democrats have a parade? No, said Mr. Hennessy, but they reviewed the day procession from the Palmer House. Both of them was on the stand. End of Section 35 Read by Don W. Jenkins Rancho San Diego, California